Sports Podcast. I said, Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast with Andy Ruther and Joe Prano. Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Andy Ruther. Coming to you live from Cincinnati, Ohio, with my co-host from Los Angeles, California, Joey. No chill, Prano. Hello, Andy. Good morning. Morning. We uh, we made it to December. Oh, it's new, it's afternoon there. Yeah, now. we made it December twenty twenty one. Yep. Where Dude, are we I'm, going for that? I, I, that what's that? Headed? Well, I, I'm so lost on time last night. I said, I said, oh, yeah, you know, we'll do that in 2022. And I'm like, all right, I said 2021. It's like, well, it is 2021. Yeah. Time is just. I've never seen time more like being more lost in time than I have the last like few years. Yeah. When they're like, you know, like two, three years ago, I'm like, you mean 2011? <laughs> No, I mean like 2019. We're not even there yet. I sir. Was, I was going sir, through my <laughs> You need to sit down. What year is it? I was going through my Where phone. Where am I? Who's yeah, the I was, president? I was going through my phone last night. I found a, I found some videos of you and I in Austin 2014. It dude, it seemed like it was 30 years ago. Yeah. Like me and you at a bar in 2014. Love it. I was like, what is this? Did this happen? Look at those! Look at all these people out drinking. Am I in the Matrix? Well, you know things aren't missing a beat in the sports world. That's the good news. We 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 have a lot to cover today, uh, as always. But I feel I feel this is this is a nice one. We're we're an anti college football podcast, but we're gonna have to talk a little college football just so I can bitch more if that's acceptable. I would say we're an anti. I'm an anti college everything podcast at this point. Like. I, I don't care for, yeah, right? You, you love your Xavier basketball, so you're like, oh, I don't hate basketball yet. You should, though. Same issues. Big news for me. I'm going to the Xavier Cincinnati game next week. Wow. I've never gone to it. My brother's. How's that possible? Well. You went my, as a kid? No. We never. My dad would never pay for that. Their they're, tickets aren't cheap. Like they're real okay. expensive. It's it's like 120 bucks standing room only just for that. Wow. But like, yeah, it's a, it's a big game. You know, it's, it's college. There's only Xavier's arena is a shade above 10,000. It's a big game. My brother's got me tickets for uh, my birthday, but even that, like, I'm not trying to knock their tickets, but even like corner end zone, they're like 200 bucks. Hey, it's, it's, it's a big deal. It's a big deal in Cincinnati. So this is basketball, though. Yeah. Okay. Zebra doesn't have a football team. Right. That's what I thought. You said corner end zone. You mean corner baseline? What do you, what do you call it in back of the hoop? Yeah. Baseline. You just call it the baseline. You don't call it end zone. Yeah. No. <laughs> now always- they 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 play for some sort of golden chili cup right it is this it is sponsored by scott it's a skyline crosstown shootout no nice. lie 
No lie. Nice. It always has been. Skyline has owned that sponsorship for years. Losers can't put cheese on their conies for the until next <laughs> season. I mean, I mean, there's been some historic games. Obviously, Bob Huggins was the coach of Cincinnati for a long time, and th- there were some historic battles. And uh, I need to see, I need to see video of Bob Huggins, the beginning of the Skyline Chili Shootout, just having chili dumped on him post game. <laughs> you know, a lot of people it. credit the Giants and the Gatorade with the Gatorade dump on Parcells. A lot of people don't know that Cincinnati started the chili dump. <laughs> oh, that'd be so gross. I couldn't think of something worse to be dumped Just, on. I'm going to Skyline. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited about that. But big news for the Cincinnati football team. It looks like as of now, knock on wood, everyone's going to hate me from Cincinnati. They're going to keep their coach for a minute. Okay. Looks like he's not going to go to Notre Dame. because Notre, like Dame, Notre Dame hired their defensive coordinator. They're going to hire their defensive coordinator. Um. Marcus Freeman, which which I do want to say some things about Brian Kelly and uh, LSU and obviously Lincoln Riley left. We talked about last episode. I mean, Prano, I'm saying this in all sincerity. This isn't me trying to do it for dramatic effect for the podcast. Is there a worst like is there a worse run sport? Professional, amateur, any level, high school, collegiate than specifically college football. No. And that's what I think. The number of players that involves number of schools, like the playoff system, the the coaching carousels. Yeah. No, I don't think there is. I mean, look, college basketball, at least we have March Madness, right? It's a clean system. It's worked. The fact that a coach can leave mid-season, let alone his team might be in the playoffs, is one of the stupidest rules or lack of rule of yeah, any sport. Yeah, I don't sport. even understand. So he's already, he's already gone. Joe, he's already at LSU. It's crazy. I saw a great tweet that said, uh, Brian Kelly looks like the kind of guy who thinks Sprite is too spicy. I don't know. <laughs> I don't That's know good. how he's going to deal with LSU. That's good. Well, this isn't the first time he did this. So he did the same thing when he coached University of Cincinnati. As in, he left. It was a bad exit. Went to Notre Dame. Obviously, that's an upgrade job. For the record, before I even jump into this, I don't care if anybody wants to leave and take more money. I'll never be the guy who's like, fuck that guy. If you want to leave and take more money, but you don't leave. I just don't get it. If but he, now was, was, was there like an offer? Were, were they like, no, we're not going to pay you that. Cause I've seen a lot of questions. I think, I think is LSU a better job than Notre Dame money? Like if money's not a factor, I mean, it's certainly going to be a lot harder. That's what I say. Um, he, it seems like he had the being an independent getting into the playoff pretty dialed, obviously, you know, maybe, and, and respect to him if he believes this, but maybe he thinks he's a good enough coach where if he actually has access to the best talent in the country with no sort of academic, uh, constrictions and no, 
you know, playing in South Bend, Indiana constrictions, Catholic constrictions, whatever, that he can make a dominant program. But otherwise, it seems like he had job security there. And now you go to LSU and the SEC, you better win pretty quickly. I think all those reasons that you sent that you just named is why he left. But I agree. No, like they had it down at Notre Dame. I, I wouldn't say their schedule's a cakewalk. Everybody shits on their schedule. They have a lot of good non-conference, or they're not even in a conference. But I'm saying they they have they have teams that have been down. That doesn't help. You know, USC's been down, but they play them every year. Stanford's been down, but these are traditionally good teams. They, yeah. they you know they. I would say they always have a formidable schedule. Obviously, they played Cincinnati this year. Like like they play Wisconsin. They they play. For the you know, people will say, Oh, they play Navy every year, blah blah blah. Well, look, Navy's still better than Louisiana Monroe or whoever right. who yeah. SEC is going to schedule the Citadel, yeah. So, I've never been one to just like knock Notre Dame's schedule because I think a lot of that's BS, but you're right. So, now he has to face every year at minimum Bama, AM, Ole Miss, and Auburn. Those are four schools that are going to give you, even when they're down, all they can handle, minimum. And I mean, look, again, the money was like 10 years, 95 million. But what he said, it's just funny that his last quote after their last game on Saturday was that he wouldn't take the job. So I'm so sick. of this, this is what pisses me off about us. I'm just sick of guys. Why, why even put, why even set yourself up to fail? It's the same way Nick right. Saban did that when he was coaching the dolphins. Why, why even say I'm not leaving here? Why even say that? If somebody asks you, if a reporter asks you, just say, I don't know, man. And, Nothing. And yeah. And we're now getting, this is, this is becoming more and more common. I mean, we talked about it with Aaron Rodgers. We talked about it with, you know, people signing in free agency. We talk about it with coaches leaving. It's like, you just seem like such a dick when you straight up lie. Yeah. Like be like, Hey, listen, you know, uh, life's a journey and we never know where this journey is going to take us. There's no roadmap to my career. You know, uh, I wouldn't be at Notre Dame if I hadn't, you know, pursued that opportunity, blah, 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 blah. But I love it here. And I hope I'm going to be here for a long time. And then, but when you say I'm not taking another job and then you do, you're, you're just a liar. You're just a liar. And, and if I'm a, if I'm a recruit, see, th that's, that's the worst part is like, is like the kids. Imagine you're a Notre Dame player. Imagine you're a top high school football player and you've committed to spending four years of your life at a Catholic school in South Bend, Indiana. Do you know he left a recruit's house and then took the job? That's the story. He was at a recruit's house and left. Fuck your couch. <laughs> so this is exactly what he said. Coach, you were just on my couch. Fuck your couch. <laughs> this is what he said when asked Saturday after the final game against Stanford if he would take another job. No. I mean, look, I think Mike Tomlin had the best line, right? Unless the fairy godmother comes by with that $250 million check, my wife would want to take a look at that first. I'd have to run it by her. 
Well, it wasn't 250 million, dude. It was 95 yeah. million. Yeah. It wasn't even close to 250. So you're a fucking liar. Yeah. You're a piece of shit. And again, like I said, I don't care if you leave to take more money. I'll never care about that. It's not going to bother me. But like you said, just don't lie, dude. Don't lie. Or when you're introduced as LSU's head coach, just say, hey, I shouldn't have said that. I fucked up. But I was presented with this opportunity. And here I am. But good luck. I never thought about him eating the spicy food. That's a whole other factor. That's uh, I think it's a legit, a legit concern. Now, did you see the story about now two NFL head coaches and uh, Salah and Lafleur having to like shovel his driveway? Did you see this tweet? No. Oh my god! So it's an incredible quote. quote uh, hold on one second. I think Brian Kelly's just a dick, to be honest. I think he's a good coach because he's been successful. Oh, this is this is the ultimate dick thing you've ever read. Okay. On a winter night in Mount Pleasant, Michigan, Matt LaFleur and Robert Sala thought they were invited to a party at the home of their boss, Central Michigan University football coach Brian Kelly. Turns out they weren't on the guest list. They were on the worker list. We shoveled the snow and parked cars all night. Then at the end of the night, we had to go get the cars again. And then they went back to a tiny apartment. They shared as graduate assistants and stood around their kitchen table. The one without any chairs. We decided that when we're in that position, we're never going to treat people the way we got treated. Wow. And Maddie's lived up to it. That's he invited a- his coaches to a party. How would you like to mow my lawn? And what's uh, great is uh, those, those two guys are NFL head coaches now. Yeah. You got to send me that tweet. That's wild. I, again, he's a dick. He, he, he's a good coach. He's won everywhere he's gone. Yeah. But he's a dick. I would never want to play for that guy. And to be honest, and I know it's I'm it's getting personal now. I hope he loses every game. And now, Mr. Anti-Notre Dame here, I hope they win every game. Fuck him. Love to have you on board. I also saw a great tweet about how about him being excited to like coach practice in a Louisiana hurricane. Because you remember oh, the whole fucking that, wind. That was a great tweet. Yeah, somebody died. Yeah. You know, you know that kid who died? I think he tweeted out, I hope I don't die today. I'm being serious. Yeah, I remember that. Like, that's how eerie it is. And he took zero responsibility for that. Yeah, so fuck you, Brian Kelly. And to be honest, I don't think it's a good fit for them. I don't know. Just the thought of like, Here's this guy, he's Midwest, you know, all his career. It's like Grand Valley State, Central Michigan, Cincinnati, Notre Dame. He's a Midwest Irish Catholic guy. And suddenly he's in the South. Again, what's going to happen when one of his recruits' moms puts some jambalaya in front of him? Yeah. But anyway. Gonna be like, I'm definitely going to eat this. It looks delicious. And then he's going to look her in the eye and throw it in the garbage. <laughs> Fuck your jambalaya. I got to reveal the, or I got to discuss the details that were revealed about Lincoln Riley's contract, which are wild. So this is what he's getting from USC. 110 million. SC is buying. He had two homes in Norman because I guess he was building a home. Okay. So they're, they're buying the home they were living in. They're buying the home they were building. He gets a $6 million house in LA. 
and also his family gets unlimited use of a private jet 24-7. Wow. I mean, that's just, right. icing, that's just icing on the cake. Yeah. 110 hope, million. Hope they do. Okay. All they have to do in college football, it's such a simple rule, which obviously the NFL does and every other professional sports organization does. You can't interview or interview somebody midseason. Yeah. It's, it's that easy of a fix. Dude, it'd be like, it'd be like the Chiefs playing in the AFC championship and... I don't know. A team like the Raiders comes to them and they say, because, you know, it's always about the money with these college coaches. Hey, what are you making for the Chiefs? We will triple that salary right now. Yeah. And Andy Reid's like, peace. You guys yeah. are on your own. You, you guys are on your own for the AFC championship. That's the exact equivalent of what Brian Kelly did. Yeah. And obviously, you know, it happens with coordinators in the NFL people, but they don't end up leaving. And also you need permission to do it. Otherwise, you got to wait for your guy. Well, yes. you can't you, you can't interview at all during season, did you know that? Right. So so that's been the knock on like Eric Bienemy and some of these guys. They say sometimes it hurts how far they go. Right. Because they can't interview. And and guys want to get it done. Yeah, and positions get, get filled. Because there's no way if Brian Kelly said to LSU, Hey, I want this job. We might be in the playoffs. Let me finish out this season. There's no way in hell. LSU rescinds that offer or redacts that offer. There's no way. Yeah. That's just him being a dick. All right. That was, that was our college football portion of the show. It was a lot, Joe. Listen, I'm still on team pretend college sports doesn't happen. So I'm glad you got it out. And now we're on to uh, other topics. We're on to more serious topics like Peng Shui. Here we are, Joe. We thought we were done with Peng Shui. It turns out it was just an animatronic Peng, Peng Shui, and they won't let people actually review the video. They're like, oh, no, I've seen the video. Have you? Can I see it? They're like, no, you can't. Well, you know, I'm glad you you brought this up to me. I had seen it, but like you said, hey, we should like talk Peng about Shui's it. Peng Shui is fine. She's in the other room. Oh, can you get her? Uh, Hold on. You heard that. She's fine. Yeah. So a lot has happened. Nothing the, to see here in the last 24 hours. Um, uh, I'm going to play a list. My favorite is so. I mean, this guy, I love when this guy makes the rounds. So senior international Olympic committee member, Dick pound. Right. Bro. Can you just go by Richard? Yeah. Do you really got to go by Dick Pound? Uh, claims that she's all right. He also claimed Brian Kelly was staying at Notre Dame. So we have to start questioning <laughs> Dick Pound's word at this point. Dude, how, how are you not a porn star? Just how are you not a porn star? You can't be this old white guy running the International Olympic Committee. you got to be a porn star if your name's Dick Pound. Yeah. So he went on, uh, he had an interview with uh, CNN's, is it Christiane Amanpour? Yeah. And uh, 
I'm not going to play because it's like four and a half minutes as far as what was on what she posted on Twitter. But I, I love I love the let me play this this quick part. Because everyone's saying we want the video. So basically what's happening is the the IOC, the International Olympic Committee, claiming they spoke with her and she's fine and they talked with her and everybody's saying, then where's the video, man? Right. So this was his response to, let me just, it, it's around this area to why, uh, why they're not releasing the video. They get in touch with her and that, you know, that's her sport. And maybe she didn't like the, uh, the attitude that they were showing, now, whether that was discussed uh, on the video or not. I don't know. It may be one of the ground rules was that the, the, the full content would not be released because the, uh, there may have been some private uh, matters discussed uh, in the course of the 30 minute uh, conversation, but. Okay. So that's my favorite. So they're not releasing the video because private matters were discussed. Like where the fuck she's been. <laughs> Dude, this is the wildest thing ever. Like, well, here's what this shows. And I like, I'm not trying to hammer this home, but it's so fucking true. Like China owns us. Like they own us. Like we need to just like accept that from everything that we're wearing or this cop, whatever. Like they own us, right? And I, I, like I know it sounds bleak, but like I, I don't like I don't know how that changes. Yeah, I, I don't I'm know. Where Alex Bresler's nodding. Like and he's like. Vote for Donald Trump Jr. Let's go. I don't know. Yeah, I I just think I I don't know if it's a relationship that like I I said last episode, right? Like a Jamel Hill needs a Clay Travis. I don't know if that's the similar thing with the United States and China. Like they need like I don't know the economics. I'm not smart enough. Do they need us just as badly because we buy all their shit? Right. Like, does it go both ways? I'm sure it does. I mean, the whole world buys their shit, but obviously we're the, you know. But you hear this. The, and I mean, you talk about all the entertainment, you know, that's what I'm saying, Chinese funding, all that stuff. We make all that shit. I mean, I mean. Disney Plus pulled an episode of Simpsons because of a Tiananmen Square reference that was anti Chinese Communist Party. I mean, that's how much they own us. But the women's tennis association did something which i was shocked and we'll see if they if they hold to this they are suspending because of the peng shui situation they're suspending play in china immediately and they're saying it might go through all the way of 2022 and the financial implications of this would be hundreds of millions of dollars lost by the women's tennis association so, so solid move by them. I mean, it's the first or like, that's what I'm saying. Like everybody wants to focus on sports. I, I like, oh, so, you know, the NBA is not standing up or so and so. I'm like, no one's standing up. It's not just no one has stood up to China. If you want to say stand up, whatever you want to call this, no one has done what the Women's Tennis Association is doing. And I think that can't be understated. It takes balls to do what they're doing because money talks. And obviously, well, obviously, look- Andy. Even the term, it takes balls, 
they don't have balls, but they're still doing it. So maybe it takes vagina to stand up to China. It takes vagina to stand up to China. That's going to be the, the WTA's new catchphrase for their upcoming season. Well, I'll read what the uh, real quick. So the Women's Tennis Association president and CEO is named Steve Simon. And, uh, you know, I think he, he said it best as far as why they're doing this. Uh, they, <laughs> I, just because you started, we had Dick Pound before. You're going to be like, the you know, the president of WTA, cock slap. <laughs> Thank God it's just Steve Simon. So he said, our approach to this and our request to the authorities are consistent and they're still there. We definitely would like to have our own discussion with Pang and be comfortable that she's truly safe and free, has not been censored, intimidated, or anything like that. We still haven't been able to have that conversation, to have the comfort that we were seeing isn't being orchestrated to date. The second element of that is that we want a full and transparent, without any level of censorship, investigation on the allegations that were made. And... You know, at this point, the head of the tennis association in China, Dong Bang, uh, replied, obviously, said, Dick Pound won't be pushing Dong Bang around. (laughs) This is my favorite quote, though. I mean, again, this shows some serious balls. In good conscience. Vagina, Andy, it shows some serious vagina. It shows some serious vagina, some serious vag. Can I say that? Some serious vag. In good conscience, I don't see how I can ask our athletes to compete there when Peng Shui is not allowed to communicate freely and has seemingly been pressured to contradict her allegations of sexual assault. Given the current state of affairs, I am also greatly concerned about the risks that all our players and staff could face if we were to hold events in China in 2022. So look at that, man. The Women's Tennis Association with some serious vag action. Dick Pound, is he? How long until Ennis Cantor is dating a women's tennis player? What if he marries Peng Shui? Dude, here's my here's my thing on all this. Like, like I always said, like it goes back to the same thing with college football. Money talks. If people just own it, I don't care. Right. It, exactly. It, I mean, it, this it, goes for everything. That's what I said. That's what I mean. Same thing I said about Scherzer. It's like, dude, just stop pretending and just be like, yeah, I can be bought. This is the number. Yeah. I, I actually don't stand for anything whatsoever. I think I think you look so much worse when you don't just ignore it. Like if Disney just said, hey. There's 2 billion people in China. That market's too important to us. We're removing an episode of The Simpsons because of that market. Dude, at least you were honest. I mean, you're still a bitch, but at least you're honest. We all have a price. We all have a price. There's things I would do for money. We all have a price. Just be honest. Brian Kelly, just be honest. Scherzer, be honest. A corporation, a company, be honest. That's why the Women's Tennis Association thing is such a big deal, in my opinion, because they're arguably the first organization of any to say, we're putting money aside. 
Yeah. We don't care about the bottom line here. So good for them. All right. What else we got going on here? We got, we got so much going on here. Speaking of money, this is a good segue. The MLB is locking out, Joe. It's official. No more. No more free agent contracts will be signed. No one's allowed to go to team, you know, uh, facilities. We are locked out. Baseball is locked out. Uh, do, do I feel as a Mets fan cursed? Of course I do. We're in the midst of a free agent signing bonanza. We're circling, you know, Chris Bryant. We're circling all these guys and baseball is like, nah, fuck the Mets. We're going to shut this whole thing down. Well, I think we're not going to have a season. Scherzer's 38. I've already got to deal with old fucking stomp face stomping around the mound. He's not going to pitch again until he's 41. I think the season will happen. I think there's too much money at stake. It looks like some of the things that we'll have to, you know, it's all these things are always, uh, you know, a negotiation ploy. The players want this and this and this. And Major League Baseball is like, well, what if we'll, we'll give you that? But it's like we, we, you have to accept seven teams from each league in the playoffs and a designated hitter in the National League. And you're like, so you are willing to do all this stuff? But you're just going to use it as an opportunity. Dude, seven teams, 14, that's half of the league makes the playoffs. It's so stupid. Yeah, I don't agree with that. What What is the, the whole reason for that? Just money? Yeah, the players T- want TV, TV money. No, the players want more money for the early days in their career, how how quickly they can get to their bit first big free agent signing. It's all, you know, Major League Baseball has a hold of these guys. Now there's a thing that you don't come up till June. That pushes your year back. Then you have one more year before you're whatever. So Major League Baseball for a while has been manipulating how long it takes for these guys. Now, the 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 flip side of the coin is obviously when you do sign that contract, there is no limit on what you can sign. You know, there's no max free agency deal, there's no salary cap, there's no whatever, but it's totally understandable because like not every guy eventually gets to that huge contract. So like pay these guys. I mean, I saw a great meme about it the other day. It's like uh, you know, you know, baseball players through the minors in their early years will be making $1,100 a month and eating Taco Bell. And the next day they'll get a $900 million contract. It's like, we can balance this out a little bit. Yeah, no, it's true. Well, there, I mean, because they knew the lockout was happening. So there was just wild signings. I think I saw, I don't know the exact number. I think it was said about one point four billion dollars in signings in the last two or three days. The Rangers going crazy. Yeah. So they well they gave uh well they gave Corey Seager 325 million. Yeah. Dude, it's so, crazy we're at. I mean, like Seager's a good player, but 325 million. 
That is a lot of money for him. It's bananas. Yeah. I mean, when you think about like, you think about the comparison to like football, like the Mahomes number was insane. $500 million, but you know, he earned it. Seager's getting 64% of the, of Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes is like the fucking greatest quarterback talent we've ever seen and successful in first Seager's like, I don't know, this eighth best shortstop in baseball or something like that. Yeah. And like historically nobody yet. Oh yeah. I mean the money that basketball and baseball players make versus football, obviously one has a lot larger roster. And I think that's basically the difference is there's only so much money. But again, one has a salary cap too, as far as baseball versus football. This is like, but, I mean, but they, but they this, do. This, that's that's how cursed I feel as a Mets fan. Like for years and years and years, I've been calling for a salary cap in baseball, and this will it'll probably be like suddenly in a panicked negotiation. There's a salary cap, and no, the Mets will have to fucking. I don't think that's gonna happen. The Mets get the richest owner in baseball instead of the poorest. And suddenly we're going to have a fucking salary cap. I, don't I mean, it's not going to happen, but it'll happen. eventually. They'll do a salary floor, which I agree with. Yeah. Right. Like, like the teams, the pirates of the world who are just continuing to tank. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a minor league team. They're fielding some of these teams. You just can't do that. And I'm all for the salary floor. You got to spend a minimum amount. You can't just waste an entire, you know, these teams that are wasting, you're wasting an entire 162 game season, which is terrible for the fans too. Yeah. But I, I know it was end of the season, but I told you, I went to that game at PNC park, beautiful park. It was 5,000 people there. It's the most depressing game. You could hear everything. I couldn't take a shit because I thought the fucking batters might hear me. I mean, it was, it was depressing in there. Almost as depressing as what my team is. You're, you're, you guys are at least signing players. The Reds have literally done nothing but, but give people away. It's, it's, dude, this town, the curse of Cincinnati. I mean, I mean, we just need to talk about it. They're not signing anybody. They're giving people away. They don't have an indoor facility. I mean, what, what's going on there? I mean, it almost feels like at some point you have to hold them to the same standard you hold the Bengals to. They're uh, not, a, they're not trying to win. No, they're not. Not right now. They did before 2020. I just think if you're going to own a professional team. Yeah. Why? I mean, the idea of buying it, I mean, that's what's been great about Steve Cohen. It's like the idea of buying it, and trying to like manage it just to like make some money off it. Yeah. It's like, then why be that? Like there's so many people out there with money these days that want it. I mean, Mark Cuban's been begging to get into baseball for years, you know, and they won't let him in. He's the kind of guy who comes in and be like, we'll do whatever it takes to win. It's crazy. That's what's, why, that's, why why don't they, that's why baseball is shitty. 
why would they not want a Mark Cuban type personality? Old boys club. We don't want a guy in coming to rock. The I mean, they, they, the Mets had to fucking work really hard to get Steve Cohen approved. Yeah, but okay. When the I'm, Will Ponds were the war, the fucking Ponzi seem scumbags. If I'm a fellow owner. Right, because you're really not competing against each other. It's it's really good for baseball if one team's good and brings right. more excitement. So if I'm an owner, I say, hey, if somebody like a Mark Cuban type personality brings fanfare. But you look at him. You doesn't at, that help all of baseball? Look I would at argue? his personality online. Look at his politics. Look at whatever. You know, he's also the kind of guy who comes in and is like, yeah, you know, in Dallas, uh, I gave everybody PlayStation fives in their locker because and this is going to be crazy, guys. And I, I know this might upset some of you. They're human beings and they're going to be like, you get the fuck out of here. You get the fuck. You take your fucking Shark Tank episodes and you get the fuck out of our office. They are not human beings. They are young, hick, white kids. They're young Hispanic kids. They're young African-Americans. They're subhumans. They're not humans. And we won't pay them a living wage in the minor leagues. And we won't pay them a living wage until they're in their sixth year of professional baseball. So Mark Cuban, get the fuck out of here. But but again, right, like you would think. Any sort of excitement is just good for the game because more excitement equals more fans. More fans equals more money. It's revenue sharing. Now we're more- now we're back to talking about college football and why is there a fucking fourteen playoff instead of a sixteen team playoff? You know, like yeah, because dumb old white guys can't get out of their own fucking way. But but I never understood that because it's like you're supposed to if you got this if you got to this position in your life, most of these people were business men, right? So they made some very sound decisions smart but you decisions. know so many of them it's family owned now and so and so's kid is running this and so and so's fucking daughter is running that and yeah the bangles yeah yeah i don't know man but i i i just know that like it, it is tough for you to ask an entire city to just sit through losing and you know going in and the thing is with baseball they don't people don't sit through losing they just don't go they just don't go i know it's too slow for the casual fan just to go there's no tailgate scene there's no whatever like you're right people don't just go to the game to fucking you're right. go you're right it's not like football you're just like whatever we suck eight games a year we're gonna drink we're gonna hit the tailgate we're gonna be with friends and Hopefully they're doing that with some Miller Lite, Joe. Because I don't know what tailgate scene is even a tailgate scene if you don't have the official light beer of the Dairy Sports Podcast. You know, I went to the uh, went to the Clips game with uh, Clipcast host and dear friend of our show, Chris Wild. Last night we had some Miller Lights. Watched the Clippers lose to the Kings. It was a glorious night. You know, it's just like. We're a, we're a sports show and we have and we are presented by the greatest beer in the history of all liquids. Uh and nothing goes together like sports and Miller Lite. Truly. Yeah. 
And nothing goes together like the holidays in Miller Lite. Oh, yeah. You know what's great is that Miller Lite has some, and we talked about this last episode, last week, some of the apparel they have at shopmillerlite.com. Dude, these sweaters are amazing. And I'm working on getting us some. Oh, yeah. Right? I already have a Miller Lite Christmas sweater. I mean, adding another to my collection would be fantastic. You guys should do it. And just like I always say, send me pictures. Shout out to all the dirt balls who did. Send me pictures of their Miller Lights next to their Thanksgiving meals. Send me pictures of you wearing some of that Miller Lite merch. Yeah. And get this. They also have limited edition holiday wrapping paper packaging on select packs. Ooh. So get you some, not only get a Miller Lite gift, you get a Miller Lite wrapping paper to wrap around that Miller Lite gift. Miller Lite, great taste, 96 calories. Give the gift of Miller time this holiday season by going to MillerLite.com forward slash dirty sports to find delivery options near you or pick up some Miller Lite pretty much anywhere they sell beer. Tis Miller time. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories and 3.2 carbs per 12 ounces. Do you have any big holiday plans? Uh, going back to New York to see the fam. Nice. When are you heading back there? Uh, the 13th of December. So oh. the day after my Giants play your Chargers here at SoFi. Yeah. Big game. Big, it will be yeah. a big it will be a big game for well it'll definitely be a big game for the Chargers has potential of being a big game for the Giants as well although they would have to survive a weekend in Miami this Sunday possibly playing without Daniel Jones who hurt his neck and hilarious hilariously ironic that with a neck injury he'll be replaced by Mike Glennon one of the most famous necks in all of sports oh yeah that, there's a lot of irony going on there well, we can jump to the picks. I, th- I think we should do it here. It's week 13. It's been a little chatter. It's a little chatter on Reddit. I popped in. So, you know, we had a little chatter last episode. You, you're not liking me saying, oh, I was throwing you some picks. That's fine. No, I listen, I, throwing me some picks. Yeah, I don't like the idea that that's presented. I mean, I, I even said, I was also just surprised. Mata, the ultimate Andy Ruther troll was so quick to be like, oh, well, this closed gap. First of all, that's we've been doing this for years, and a lot of it is strategy. Oh, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it different for the show. Isn't I'm going to do it different so that you pick up one and it gets closer. I'm going to do it different for the show. If it had gone your way, if those had gone different your way, you're running away with this thing. Sure. I mean, we've been we've been doing this for how many years? Picking against each other. I mean, it's very much part of the strategy. And when to do it and when not to do it. And, uh, you know, sometimes you got to take those wild swings at one you may not believe in because you're trying to extend a lead or close a gap. Well, here we are. Here we are. A 12-point lead already shrunk down to four. We have, what, six weeks remaining, including this week, week 13. And this spread we're about to start with is already moved since, wow. It's already moved since the game, or sorry, since we started recording this podcast. It's already moved half a point. So we get our spreads at 
sportsbook.fanduel.com. I will start off Cowboys Saints. Cowboys have back-to-back Thursday games. Maybe it's because of the news of all the guys not playing again for the Saints. Camara's out again. Taysom Hill will be starting. At quarterback? Yes. Wow. Okay. So the Saints got destroyed at home by the Bills. Right. All indicators say the Saints are, well, they are just, they're in a tailspin. I mean, as are the Cowboys. They are. But let's not underestimate how valuable Jameis Winston is, right? Jameis one of one would say. I believe they have not won a game since he went down. They won their first one, didn't they? Did they? I think so. Simeon played okay. Oh, yeah. They beat the Bucks. Yeah. They won their first game. By the way, I'm hearing some chirping about letting Russ cook some jambalaya down in New Orleans. Wow. Is that the dude? I mean, Russ. Russ cost me a lot of money on Monday. Your boy. I mean, post injury. And he's terrible. His throwing motion is completely different. It's completely. I don't know what's going on. He's missing guys by five yards. He's missing guys by 50 yards at times. Like, I, I mean, I was like, who the fuck is that ball thrown to? The people, the referees, like, who's going to get that? I, I all the way down there. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. He's just sailing passes, and and his thing was always his accuracy, right? Yeah. I mean, it's not even close. What a what a debacle of a game that was. And yet they were still right there. I don't know how. And and how Pete Carroll just at this point isn't like we only run the ball from the two yard line. We only run like. It, it, I, I'll from this point on, I just can't like, I'm just going to run the ball from the two. Like, no, no matter what happens, at least I can say I just ran the ball. Yeah. I mean, that was the most ludicrous that, that pass. I mean, to, to, again, I mean, it's the same fucking thing. Two point conversion to tie the game. You're just throwing like a, a, a back of the end zone crossing route. Like we don't have a pick play by the way on two point conversions and anything from the three yard line in like, the unguardable pick play. Like, why doesn't every team just do it every time? It's unguardable. Yeah. And I don't think they call it that much. Okay. So out tonight, before you go over this pick, it's only fair. Out tonight is Kamara, one of their starting offensive tackles. Maybe two offensive tackles. I mean, it's a mess. What is the line at, though, Andy? Six and a half. Ooh. It was six when we started the show. I'll go first. I hate to do this. I fucking hate to do this. And I'm not making excuses. I don't know who to pick, but I'm going to go with the Cowboys. I don't like it, but I'm picking it. No excuses. I... tough it's really and, I mean, and just so you know i'm just reading out Taysom hill also has a injured foot but he's starting i don't know how injured i just i'm gonna go with the saints six and a half here's why i think you're probably right i think this game comes down to just can the cowboys offense score stop yeah by by the saints or, or are they gonna put up a bunch of and they've just looked really bad and 
Amari, the Amari Cooper. I mean, Amari Cooper is like kind of shut down this team. I mean, he's still out with COVID. He's had multiple, you know, it's his COVID has led to multiple people being out with COVID. It's like you can, you can almost point to like Amari Cooper personally for derailing the Cowboys season. Yeah. Well, here we are. You know, all signs, I'm not going to change my pick because it'd be kind of bullshit, but you've really convinced me. It's like, it's a Thursday night game. Games are always close for the most part. I'll stay with the Cowboys. I don't like it. I don't really like either pick either, but I'm not super confident. Doing it to be different. There you are right there. All right. Well, you get to start off the next one. I mean, the Vikings, next one. I'm, oh, okay. Go ahead. Vikings Lions. I'm sorry. Yeah, Vikings Lions. It is Vikings Lions. Uh, Minnesota seven point favorites in Detroit. I'm gonna go with seven point this favorites. Game has, you said? This game has push written all over it. Yeah, exactly. Uh. tough seven seven's tough it's tough it's um i'm gonna go with the vikings i just think the lions are down and, out. and you know what it's per- like perfect example of a team that the vikings play really well against because the lions are shit yeah kirk, kirk cousins this is how this is how the guy's still in the league because he gets to play shit teams every once in a while i just can't in my right mind pick detroit they're so bad they're so bad. And I hope they lose every game after the, how their fans reacted. We got a call later, by the way. We're going to play about Detroit. City of Great. Detroit. I, I like it. It's a good call. It's about the city of Detroit fans. And I, and I have some insight into why I think people act how they act concerning their team. All right, so we're both going to take the Lions. Next up, the Cardinals travel to Chicago where there are seven and a half point favorites. Now, I don't know who's starting for quarterback. It doesn't really matter for me. Andy Dalton, Justin Fields. I think Kyler Murray's back. Kyler Murray is back? I'm assuming, right? He's been, I mean, they had a bye week. He's already missed three games. Yeah. Pulling this up. Where's where's that game? What the fuck? It's in Chicago. It's a big spread. Seven and a half. Kyler Murray still technically questionable. Jesus Christ. Justin Fields questionable. To me, it really doesn't matter. Does it matter to you? Like Andy Dalton, Justin Fields? No, not really. Doesn't really matter. Um, they're coming off a bye. It's another game I don't like. I'm feeling a little pressure now with these. This you closing in on me. I'm going to go Arizona. I'm going with Chicago and I'm going going with Chicago simply because you got the West East cold weather, warm weather to cold weather. Um, I'd like it. Hold on. Is Kyler Murray questionable? He's questionable. I think you're right. He's probably playing. I I don't want to pick that if he's not, if he's, 
Look at this pressure is just I mean, you're just cracking. Right I'm not cracking. I just I don't, I don't want to pick. Been, you have yet to make one pick with, with like any sort of confidence whatsoever. Like, nah, I don't like it. Can't can change it still. I know it's only week 13. Fuck it. I'll do Arizona. OK, watch. I'm going to get Colt McCoy. I just think I, I just can see could see this being a sloppy, cold weather game. I, I think at this point that the Chicago Bears are they're another team. It's like, dude, if you just if you just let this guy keep coaching, you're just spitting in the face of your fans. Yeah. All right. So you're going to Chicago, though. Yes. All right. Division game next. Bucks at Falcons. Big spread. 11 points. Bucks, Falcons, 11 points. In Atlanta. To me, this game comes down to the defense. Like, if the Bucks D gets the turnovers like they got against Indy, to me, this is a blowout. Is this me first? Yeah. It's a big I cannot F. believe I'm fucking doing this again. I'm going with the Falcons. I, I knew you were going to do it. I can't believe it. I can't believe it. But, but... 11 points in it's the NFL. Lot. It's not in a division game on the road. 11 points in game on the road. Why do you think that's so high? I don't know. That's why other, if it wasn't so high, if it was nine and a half, I'd be going with the Bucks. It's a nine. It's an 11. It's a double digit road favorite in a division game. To me, that just seems suspect. It's a huge spread. It's huge. But I'm feeling risky. I'm feeling risky. Tom Brady. This is one I'll definitely regret. The other ones, I'm just like, whatever. (laughs) This is one I'll definitely regret. We have picked every game differently except for the Lions game at this point. Yeah. TB12. I'm gonna trust you. Nah, I don't. That could be a reckless decision. I don't know if I want to do that. Guys, can you hear this? Just the, the fear and the cracking in Andy Ruther's. I mean, I'm not even talking. He's just talking himself out of picks. He's like, All right, I don't know. I'll, I'll stay. BB12. I don't know. It might not work though. It's there. Oh God, I probably already lost it. I'll stay with the Bucks. All right, Colts Texans. Another big spread in division. 10-point Colts favorite on the road. I'm up first. I'm going to go. Well, I picked the Texans last week. They didn't cover. I picked them to win in the Jets. They didn't even win. I feel like they played decent at times with Tyrod Taylor. But to me, this reeks... No, I'm gonna stay with the. I'm gonna stay with. Uh, I'll pick the Texans. I'll pick the Colts. I um, picked the Jets to beat the Texans outright last week. I was correct. I will take the Colts to cover. I just think the Texans are really bad, and I know everybody's like, you know, Tyrod Taylor. It's like I'm so fucking sick. Like Tyrod Taylor at this point, how, like. He wins one game a year, and people are like, "You can, you can win with Tyrod Taylor. You can win." I mean, you go on the road week one into Jacksonville, sneak out a win. You can win with Tyrod Taylor. They haven't won a game since. 
this is crazy. We're just picking different games now. Yeah. And I went with the underdog Texans. That was a, another dumb move. But what, what are you going to do? <laughs> <laughs> I have zero faith. You know why? All these spreads are just they're fucking with me. Even like this next one. I said this is a I, somebody this put is- a nail in my coffin on Reddit month like a month ago. And I said, the thing about the Ruther curse is you can't have an epic collapse unless you have an epic lead to blow. Dude. I mean, all these, like all these spreads, like this next one, I don't know what I'm doing. Luckily you're first Eagles at jets. That's a seven point Eagles favorite. That's a big spread. Yeah. Um, this one actually was, this one was tough for me. Um, I've been riding that the Eagles are shit. I've taken the Jets in a couple games and, and gotten some covers. I'm going to reverse it this week. I'm going to take uh, in a strategy I've I've liked for a while. I'm going to take a team that covered last week to not cover this week against a team that didn't cover last week. So the zigzag theory, I'm going with the Eagles to cover this spread. Yeah, the Jets won last week. Yeah. To me, they're off on, off on. And, like and, so, and so are the Eagles. They are. And the Eagles are a trash team that has a trash system that will take advantage of, ter- you know, you're a really good college football team. And the Jets are a mediocre college football team. But you're both college football teams. Yeah. I'm going to go with the... Eagles as well. I just can't because the Jets just look so ineffective offensively. I, I just can't do them. I can't pick them. All right, this next game I will be attending. Chargers at Bengals. This is a good one. Bengals are three-point favorites, so even even on a neutral field. West to east is never easy. The two... Two quarterbacks, two of the top quarterbacks from that draft class. I can't in my right mind pick the Bengals, being that I'm just going to be rooting for the Chargers at that game. I'm going to go Chargers. Okay. Uh, This is another one where it's like a a team that didn't cover last week against a team that had an incredible performance. But, dude, the Chargers at this point, the Chargers are my AFC Falcons at this point. Like, I just don't. I don't have trust in them to do anything at all. Like they, they've, I'm just, I don't care, you know, other than being in LA. Um, But they're just not fucking good. Uh, I I think this is one I might end up giving to you, but I'm going to take the Bengals. Can Randy Ruther get a who day? Randy Ruther just texted me. I have to see. Um, can Joe Pasquale get a who day? All right. Your giants travel to Miami. You mentioned this earlier. Yeah. No, Daniel Jones. That's the talk. It's four I guess and a half right now Four Miami's favored by four and a half. Yeah. I'm going to take my giants Glennon or not. I'm going to take them too, especially actually. Glennon. They cover. Daniel Jones, they win outright. 
this will be a good game for the. And the, by the way, the, I the did, two I mean, did, you, did you see this? Did you see this tweet we got? Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. And I replied to it because I, I did. It was late last night. I came home from the Clippers game. I look at this and now I've seen, okay, an hour ago, he corrected it. First 16 games of their career. It's Kyler. I'm not asking for anything, but clear eyes and open hearts. So the, so, uh, big, big T Dobbs who sent this to us. I was confused. I didn't look at it uh, close enough. And the reason I was confused, it said, uh, to, uh, 2021. And so I assumed we were, uh, comparing their whole careers. We weren't, we were comparing their first 16 starts. Now, why do Kyler Murray's first 16 starts all occur in 2019 and two is our 2020, 2021, because he couldn't beat out Ryan Fitzpatrick and he can't stay on the field. What the fuck are we talking about? Not to mention the first year Kyler Murray has 500 rushing yards. Okay. 540 rushing yards. The second year he's over 800. And, and he, and he says this in his reply to a 175 rushing yards and six touchdowns to Kyler Murray's five forty and four Tua's six rushing touchdowns in those first 16 games. I think we're for a total of 13 yards. I'm not joking. Like they were one and two yard runs. He's not that he's not the athlete. Like Kyler Murray is great because he can run Tua. okay. He might be mobile. Like, Honestly, comparing those two guys is so offensive and it's just, it's just, it's just, well, it's, it's weird just a, it's Alabama a, or Dolphins fans. It's, you know, it's a tweet. The original tweet came from CBS, NFL and CBS on Monday. It was just comparing, comparing the first 16 games of which two has have spanned over two full years. Well, and also two went to a team with a great defense, right? Kyler Murray was the first overall pick to a terrible team. So, so, and year two, his stats go bonkers. The other way, he rushes for 800. He's now over 1,500 career rushing yards and like I think 18 touchdowns. Two is not the answer. And, and comparing these guys, I think it's just so reckless. Two is not the answer long term. If two was the answer long term, the Miami Dolphins would not even be contemplating a deal for Deshaun Watson. Right. End of story. End of story. If Tua, they, in my opinion, shouldn't be the answer short term. Look at where the Dolphins are now. Should have been, this should be Ryan Fitzpatrick's team. So, it, you know, obviously I'm a big stack guy a lot of times, but the eye test obviously matters too. When I watch their games, I just see so many missed throws from Tua. The, these missed throws that Russell Wilson's been thrown all over the field, Tua does that all the time. It's the same type of, where's that ball going? Miami's 13th in the conference in the AFC. The Giants are 13 in the AFC. We're talking about you're comparing Tua to Kyler Murray. I'm, uh, should, should, should we do Daniel Jones versus Tua? Should we do Daniel Jones versus Kyler Murray? Are, is there anybody that's settled on Daniel Jones, Giants franchise quarterback? No, because he also isn't staying on the field. And he also isn't winning games. Now, Murray's been hurt a lot this year, obviously. Yeah. But I'm going to take the Giants as well in this spread. Four and a half is too big. I hope it's Tua. I hope Tua plays the whole game. All right, next up, the Washington football I've team. I've never thought I'd say it, but I don't want to see 
Jacoby Briscoli this weekend. Washington travels to Vegas. Vegas is two and a half point favorites. Washington's won a few games in a row. The Vegas just, they're a tough team. The Raiders are a tough team. It's just like, you ready to put the nail in their coffin? Oh, they win in Dallas. Right. I'm going to do it. I hate to do it. Actually, I don't hate to do this. I'm going to take the Raiders to win. I'm going to take the Raiders as well. I just think Washington, not that consistent. By the way, you know, the difference between the Washington record and the Giants record right now is the fucking phantom offsides call on that game they played early in the year. And the Washington football team is currently a playoff team. Makes me want to fucking throw myself off a bridge. Well, it's any consolation. We have a lot of bridges here in Cincinnati to jump off of. I don't know if that sounds appealing to you. You ever drive? Okay. You ever, you ever, yeah, okay. I'm going to ask you this. I don't think I'm weird. I, I want to hear if the dirt balls think about this too. A lot of times when I, you know, with the river, I'm always driving across the bridge. Anyone else just think, hey, if I just fucking rammed off, like what would, how that would play out? You I think you about said, it. You said this before. Have I? Yeah. Every time I drive across the bridge, I just, the thought of like, how's this going to play out? It's not that I want to kill myself. It's just, how does this play out? I used to have a, a big fear of uh, the car going off a bridge when I was a kid. I'd make my parents, no matter what the weather was, open the sunroof. I was like, just in case we go off the bridge, I want to be able to escape through the sunroof. Mm, I like it. Very proactive. Yeah. So, so I have a dream a lot. The most common dream that I've had is that I'm driving up like a big bridge and there's another bridge on the other side. But you got to basically ramp off the big one. And I'm all, I'm like suspended in air, and like you're just you're just you're just in Keanu Reeves speed as in your dreams. Well, well, it's not like always, and the bus also can't go below fifty miles an hour. Yeah, it's it's not always a bridge. A lot of times it's off a giant like cliff or ravine or a mountain, and I got to make it to the other side. But as I'm in air in the car, there's fear, but it's not like terrible fear. It's like, are we gonna make it to the other side? This has been one of the most common dreams I've had my whole life. And uh, I think I, well, I I explained this to my therapist and he broke it down for me. He thinks he knows what the, what the issue is. It's that I'm like trying to connect one thing to another and there's fear when you make decisions in life and what's going on in your head when you're trying to do that. And it's like, wow, this is, this is crazy, man. But yeah, that's like a common dream I've had. And are you in the air a long time? Yeah. yeah. Like suspended. A lot of times I've, I've, I, I've had that recurring dream, but I'm, I've, I've gone off a ski jump, not like a, not like an Olympic ski, but like I've been skiing and I hit a jump and then I'm like in the air and every skier knows the feeling of being, uh, going off a jump and feeling out of control. And you start doing the windmill with your arms. Yeah. I feel like I'm in slow motion going like, Oh God, this is going to be a disaster. <laughs> Yeah, but I've never died, knock on wood. Because if you die in your dreams, you die in real life. That's what they say. That's uh, Nightmare on Elm Street shit or something, right? Yeah. Speaking of dying, let's talk about the Pittsburgh Steelers hosting the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah. You're up first. The Ravens are four and a half point favorites. Well, I'm going to take the Ravens. 
Ravens covered for me the other night against the Browns in a sloppy game. Now they're going to cover for me in a crisp game at Pittsburgh, literally putting the nail into the Pittsburgh coffin. I think putting an end to the Roethlisberger era. Ravens go to Pittsburgh, roll. Yeah, I can't in my right mind pick the Steelers after what they did against the Bengals last week. I just can't. So I'm going to go Ravens as well. Okay, the Jags travel to L.A. Rams are 13-point favorite. Big spread. Doesn't matter. Rams put up some points. They better. I'm taking the Rams. James. Odell, right. two-touchdown game? No fucking way. He said one touchdown in the last year and a half. True wager on it. Sure. I got to get odds on a two two touchdown. Let's what kind of what kind of bet are we making on this? Two bulls of skyline chili. No, I don't know. What do you want? I don't know. You know, you know what your love for Odell is. You know what Jersey Mike? Let's let's bet a Jersey Mike's gift card. Okay, that's that's a good one. <laughs> you love. You love Jersey Mike's. My my $25 Jersey Mike's gift card to your $50 Jersey Mike's gift card. Okay. Fair enough. Two if he scores two touchdowns, you owe me a $50 Jersey Mike's gift card. If he doesn't score two touchdowns, I'll give you a $25 Jersey Perfect. Mike's gift card. By the way, I was there Tuesday after basketball practice and I met my brother cuz I was cuz I I pick up his son from school, right? And I was taking him back and that was halfway between where he was going to pick up his other kid. So we met Jersey Mike's and he had a couple uh, birthday gifts for me. And he says, Hey, open the first one, but you, you can't let and, you know, his son, you can't let him see it. You got to open it discreetly. It's, it's a giant package of Dick shaped, Lollipops. I'm sure you know which brother gave this to me. Sure. I'm thinking, really, dude? Not only did you give it to me, like, you want me to open, it was wrapped. Like, you want me to open six flavored giant dick suckers in the middle of, and I go, I go, there's so many layers. This This was dad's favorite Jersey Mike's too. Like, there's a lot of layers. This, you have your son here. There's other people here. This was dad's favorite Jersey Mike's. Like, what is going on? He's like, I didn't think about all that. Unbelievable. Okay, the Niners traveled to Seattle. They're three and a half point favorites. Is this a game where just like Seattle shows up? I know. I just don't think that dude Seattle was that was supposed to be that that was supposed to be the last game. I know. I have zero faith in Seattle. Me too. I gotta go with the Niners. I I almost I'm almost tempted to say Russ doesn't finish this game. Here's my thing with Russ. If he's not, it's the same. It's the same thing with Baker Mayfield, dude. If you're not healthy or if you don't feel comfortable, don't play. Well, certainly if you're the like the Seahawks season's over already. Yeah. What are we doing? What are we playing him for? To show that he can for who? It, you're actually better off losing now. Yeah. I don't get it. I mean, he looks terrible. 
All right. We'll both take the Niners then. Next up. Just, I just don't want to, like, whatever happens this offseason, please don't let Russ end up in a New York Giants uniform. I, like, wouldn't be able to handle it. You'd love it. He'd be great for you guys. No, he'd be ter- He's terrible right now. He, yeah, he's, he is terrible right now. I, I, th- I don't know if it's a post-injury thing or what it is. It was a finger. I don't, that's what I'm saying. I don't know if it's psychological. The first time yeah. he got injured and he's back. I don't know. Who knows? Sometimes people just lose it and they don't recover. Hopefully that doesn't happen. All right, your Sunday night game, Chiefs at home against the Broncos. Chiefs are nine and a half point favorites. Broncos fucking ruined my life last week playing a great game against the uh, Chargers. Nine and a half seems really high for this game. I'm going to go with, where is it? It's in. It's in Kansas City. It still seems high. I know. That's what I'm leaning that same way. Is it my choice or it's your choice? It's yours. I'm going to go with Kansas City. Seems high. It seems so, it seems so it seems so reckless that makes me want to do it. It's high. Kansas City's also coming off a bye. The the Broncos are one of those teams who looks great one week and then can't score. Bridgewater's always getting hurt. Dude, I can't. I it's high, but I don't care. I'm taking the Chiefs just because like Bridgewater, Locke, like I don't know. All right, your Monday night game is going to be a good one. Bills are at home, two and a half point favorites against the Patriots. Everybody's on the Patriots, which means that they're set up to lose. But I can't do it. And Bill Belichick, I trust. I'm going to take the Patriots to cover. I'm going to take the Bills. And that's the best way to finish is that we have different picks because we had a lot of different picks. I bet you we yeah, had six, we or, six or seven different picks. Yeah. This could literally do nothing or make or break us. For sure. Now, Andy, uh, you know, we usually do plugs at the end of the show, but I'm going to start doing some plugs right now. What you need to do is you need to go upstairs while I'm doing plugs and go get a package that has been delivered to your front door. Okay. I, I just, I did it. That was the text that there was a yeah. package. Okay. Yeah. Uh, guys, while Andy gets a package, I, I actually gave Andy's address to Randy Ruther who wanted to send him a package. So uh, in the meantime, we'll, we won't have to do this at the end of the show. Uh, you can follow me on all social media at Joe Prano, except for uh, Twitter where I'm still fix your life. Uh, definitely follow me on Instagram where I'm posting all of my shows Got some great shows coming up. Uh, got uh, this weekend here in Los Angeles at the Westside Comedy Theater. Next week, doing a Don't Tell comedy show uh, in Redondo Beach on the 11th. Then I'll be back in New York, probably do some shows in New York. So if you are an East Coaster, stay on my Instagram, stay on my website. Got Sketchfest in San Francisco and Santa Cruz the end of January. So, you know, do all those things drink Miller light. Tell me about it. Share it with me on social media. And uh, now we don't have to do plugs at the end of the show. And Andy is back. He's returned from upstairs. He, I, I told the fans I gave, I didn't know if I should do it, but I gave Randy Ruther your address. 
Oh, wow. Let's see what we got here. Oh, boy. What is what do you got? Oh my god. It's a it's a tiger shirt. It's a Bengal shirt and it says, Can Randy Ruther get a who day? Personalized Randy Ruther shirt made from the worst quality Gildan. You know, these heavy ones. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like the ones you'd never wear. Classic Randy Ruther. Classic Randy Ruther. Yeah, put it out there. But I think here's here's the thing. I think uh are are you going to a are you going to a San Francisco uh Bengals game as well? I am next week. I think I'm just proposing this on behalf of Randy Ruther. If the Bengals beat your Chargers this week, you should have to wear the can I, can Randy Ruther get a who day shirt to to the Niners game. Yeah, I'll do that cuz that's pretty funny. And to be honest, even if even if the Chargers win, It'd be kind of funny to wear. I mean, I'm going to have to put a shirt on underneath because it'll be cold, but actually, I don't know if it will because that's one of those heavy ass. <laughs> you I and I have a always... shirt on underneath so it doesn't cut you. <laughs> you and I have always talked about the Gildan shirts are the absolute worst. I, I can tell you, Randy Ruther tried to get you a different shirt, but it wouldn't ship in time. And he was like, no, I need, I need to get one out. Well, much love, Randy Ruther. Can but, but, Randy Ruther get a who day? Well, Randy Ruther, I'm back in your Bengals this week. They better fucking come through for me. Well, well, here's here's what I'll say to Randy Ruther. You know, we talked about shipping on time. If you want to send something and have it shipped on time, use ShipStation, Joe, right? Absolutely. That's what you got to use, Randy. If you're going to send something to someone and you want the most convenient and effective way to do it, use ShipStation. Guys, the holidays are the most wonderful time of the year. That's right. They are. But if you're running an online store, you know they can be the craziest time of year. So if you have inventory to manage or orders to fill, a list of customers, all those things are constantly adding up, especially during the holidays. ShipStation will help help you out and they will leave the customers happy. I'm reading this completely wrong. Leaving you with happier customers and more freedom to run your business or enjoy much needed time off. So if you guys do sell anything online, I know everybody does the online game now. And if you get frustrated with some of your shipping, that'll be alleviated by simply going through ShipStation. You can change your shipping solution and uh, this is the best way to do it. So make this holiday season a little brighter with ShipStation Use our offer, Dirty, to get a 60-day free trial. Just enough time to handle the holiday rush. Just go to ShipStation.com, click on the microphone at the top, and enter code DIRTY. ShipStation, make ship happen. Okay, let's do a few calls. I know we both have time constraints today, but we got, do it. We got time for a couple calls, right? Of course. All right. Always for the dirt balls. All right, 310-359-8365 is the hotline. So we're going to mow through. We're not going to get to too many, but I'm going to start off with this hot take conspiracy. Okay, I like it. You oh, know, I, I like love this conspiracy one. theory. This is a new one. I've never heard. Where are we at here with this one? All right, let's start it off. What's 
going on, long-time dirtball. I have a conspiracy theory i got to get off my chest right now. Mike Florio and Adam Schefter are trying to undermine the Green Bay Packers at any chance they get. Before you stop listening, they're being paid off by Jerry Jones, Schneider, all these owners trying to make their team look good, trying to undermine the Packers. This has been going on for a couple of years now. They are reporting that, like, the Odell Beckham, that, oh, the Packers would have had him if they paid him more right before the game. That was never true. Uh, Florio just keeps reporting crazy stuff on Rodgers. I know you can say what you want about his vaccine status, but Florio is now trying to report that Rodgers is mad at the Packers' medical staff for releasing his info. That's my conspiracy theory. If I die, condoms are for Roger Goodell. Why? Okay. There's not too much evidence here. <laughs> Why is Florio anti-Packers? Because he's being paid by the Dallas. Why is Jerry Jones anti-Packers? So Why is Schneider anti-Packers? So his line, his evidence was that it was reported before the game that Odell was looking at the Packers, which we kind of already knew, but that they just wanted to give him the league minimum. Right. And his other argument is that Florio keeps reporting stuff about Aaron Rodgers. And by the way, uh, the Odell thing, they leaked that before the Rams Packers game, the, the Packers win. Yeah. Oh, you know how he like was doing that call in a hurry? Like, did he think he's gonna get murdered? Yeah, that was it was a real uh JFK fucking say it was like a deep throat situation. He was like, ah, listen, I'm calling from a payphone. They could be anywhere. There's helicopters above me. Uh the the uh the 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 the, 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 the Mike Florio, he's watching all of us. Uh I gotta go. By the way, I can't think of a more unintimidating guy than Mike Florio. Yeah. Like if there was a like that's the most unintimidating. You need guy. to stop talking about the Roger situation. Mike Florio, get the fuck out of my house. <laughs> like, I don't think I could take many people in a fight. I think I could take Mike Florio. I feel like I could take Mike Florio's phone and I just hold it above my head and be like, now who's <laughs> tweeting? Come on, jump for it. Jump, Mike Florio. And and why do Daniel Schneider? <laughs> I just I also love that Mike Florio is just like part like Mike Florio's at home. He's like, yeah, we're doing a little conspiracy against Rogers. Is it because the Packers are the, the, like they're owned by people? You know, their stock their stock holders owned. Listen, I I'm I'm into the conspiracy theory. We just you need to call back with more evidence. He said a couple years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Think what you want about his vaccine status. Oh, I will. He's a damn dirty liar. Well, I just think he was high when he left that call. That's my that's my conspiracy on top of his conspiracy. Yeah. Bro, you, you just smoked weed and came up with this. It's cool. I come up with wild ideas when I'm high, too. Like, being high is the best time to come up with wild, insane ideas yeah. that make no sense. You know, my favorite thing to discuss when I get high with people, and people are always like, what's wrong with you? 
or I don't know, is, is there someone else doing the exact same thing as me right now? Is there, are there right. two of us? Right. I think that's a fun discussion to have. Like, is there someone right now doing a podcast in a different universe? That is me and you. That's a good, well, line. uh, I, I got a shout out this guy fish. Uh, what's his name? I think it's, I think he's on uh social media as let me pull it up. Fishing with Kev on Instagram. Everybody go check out Fishing with Kev on Instagram because I got a message from Fishing with Kev on Instagram. And he was like, hey, uh, my friend found you. You're my doppelganger. And the dude actually looks a lot like me. Fishing with Kev. And then he sent me one of his Fishing with Kev hats. So now I'm literally this Fishing with Kev fella. You're Kev. I'm Kev. You can go fishing with me. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. The next call is our disgruntled Detroit fan. Okay. Just can't wait to hear this. Just had enough with his town and his city. What's going on, guys? Hunter from middle of nowhere, Michigan. And here we go again. I get home last night talking to my father, and he's talking about all the signings that the Detroit Tigers have made. Baez being one, some pitcher that's from the Red Sox. I can't remember what his name is. And, you know, we're talking, oh, we're, we're making a push. They're, they're going to be really good next year. And apparently I'm the only Tigers fan that remembers 2014. We had, I think, every single starter was a Cy Young winner, or is a Cy Young winner now. Porcello, Verlander, Scherzer, um, blanking on the other ones. But anyway, like we've been here before. And honestly, I'm just going to pull one from Ruther and say, you got to prove to me that we're actually something. I mean, we made one World Series during that time, but it just seems to me like every single fan from, like, some of these states, and, and obviously Michigan, you know, the Lions fans don't even get me started there. But what is it about sports teams where they can just make, like, one or two signings and everyone's dick gets fucking rock hard, and then they just go, oh, my gosh, we're going to be good. We're, we're, we, we have a shot. We're, we're going for it. It's like you signed a couple of good pieces. Calm the fuck down until you actually do something on the field. That's all. Condoms are for the Tigers fans that just, I don't know. Fuck. Yeah, whatever. Well, Listen, we've all been there. Yeah. Look, I, I think that this is where like, I, I like psychology and I'm fascinated by the way people think and our feelings and emotions and like why we act and say certain things. I, I think that's what you're tapping into is that people want some, they want to hold on to something positive, exactly. which, which I get like, that's, that's a good way to look at life. Like you want to hold on, you want to find a silver lining, but the problem is it, it blinds, it blinds, especially sports fandom of a reality. And especially like you're saying, like, I, like, I get it again, Cincinnati, very, it's like you, you hold on to the smallest win and you've now set the bar so low for your team and your expectations. Like the, you're, you know, there's no reality in these assumptions that the team's going to do so well. Right. And that's what it boils down to. Yeah, 
And I mean, I think that, you know, fans want so desperately to get excited and they always think like, Oh, and, and listen, as a Mets fan and a Giants fan, like you do, I've done this where you think it's the beginning of something, but then I mean, there's a little bit of strategy to those uh, franchises who make that decision too, where they're like, yeah, we're just going to make a couple moves and that should set most of the fans at ease. Um, But we're really not trying. We're, you know, we're doing everything we can maybe within our financial budget or whatever, but we're not actually like attempting to go all in and compete, but this will keep the fans off our back and it works. It works all the time. I mean, that that's that's one of my what he's saying. It, that's one of my biggest gripes with the Cincinnati Bengals fans. What he's saying about the Tigers, it's it's the exact same thing. I mean, right. if, if if you could hear some of the wild things that I've been told, I just say, wait, wait a second. I'm not going to say who this person is because I like this person, but person close to me, one of the biggest offseason moves that they were claiming was going to make the Bengals better was a new O-line coach. And I just laugh. I'm like, O-line coach? Oh, the Bengals are a lot better. Joe Burrow is also the second most sack guy in the NFL. It has nothing to do with their offensive line. But but this was one of his big pushes to me and my brother. Oh, you just, you wait and see. We got a new O-line coach. This guy, I'm saying, O-line coach? This is, this is your, this is the thing you're holding on to is that they have a new offensive line. No fan has ever used that argument in the history of NFL fandom. But this is what people do. I don't know. I understand you want to have optimism, but sometimes you just got to face the reality. And your team might just suck. It is what it is. It is what it is. All right. Do we have time for any more? We do one more. I think we got time for Okay. I'll save the other ones. We, we've had a lot of calls about per last week, what people ate before some high school okay. sports events. So we'll save those because there's multiple. I'll, I'll, I'll ring this one up uh, real quick. I think this is it. What's up, Joe? What's up, Andy? It's- Julian Edouard here, number one ranked West Michigan light skinned dirt baller. Uh, I just wanted to leave a call to propose that uh, we have a new song as the intro for Dirt Ball or Dirt Baller Calls. Uh, Orange Soda by Baby Keem. Uh, let me just let me just read the first few few lines of this for you guys. Bitch, sit on my face. I attack that. Shoes up, Lil Jun. I'm finna pack him. When it comes to my bitch, I'm straight active. Here's here's what he's doing. I'll listen to. Dirtball in the coop, smoking cat piss. Lil bitch, shut the fuck up. Tell your best friend, shut the fuck up. A. I mean, come on. It, I mean, he literally mentions dirtballs in the coop, smoking cat piss. He's a Los Angeles-based rapper. He's Kendrick Lamar's cousin, and he's huge without most people even fucking knowing that. It's just too perfect. Let me know what you guys think and listen to the song because uh, shit is fire. Uh, but yeah, that's all I really got to say. OJ didn't do it. Uh, stay dirty. <laughs> Peace out, guys. Do you have the song queued up? No, I can't play it because we're on YouTube. Oh, right. 
Sorry. And that's that's another reason we're not gonna be able to play that. Right. There's copyright issues, man. What's the song called? Yeah, what is it called? It's uh hold on. What's up, Joe? What's up, Andy? It's Julian Edouard here, number one ranked West Michigan light skinned dirt baller. Uh, I just wanted to leave a call to propose that uh, we have a new song as the intro for Dirt Ball or Dirt Baller Calls. Uh, Orange Soda by Baby Keem. Okay. Orange, Orange Soda. Okay. I'm going to listen to it after the show. Yeah. Sorry, man. I, I mean, I'm playing it just because to let you guys know that, you know, it's. Uh, this is something we got to deal with. Anyway, 310-359-8365. That's the hotline. Follow us on social at The Dirty Sports. I know I have tons of you guys koozies. I'm terrible. I'm terrible. I got to go to the post office and get stamps. And I know I owe tons of you guys, uh, Randy, for ROI uh, uh, reimbursements. So we're going to talk about all that on the Dirty Slides podcast. I've already sent them out to a few people. So if I missed anybody, I know I missed some somebody, but if I missed you, reach out or just wait for the Dirty Slides episode where we'll talk about that in advance. Otherwise, I did all my plugs while you were getting your Randy Ruther shirt. Yeah. Can Randy Ruther get a who day? All right, guys, that's the show. Have a great weekend. We'll see you guys in a few days. Much love for the support. And as always, stay dirty.